Today's conversation is, should I do A or B? Welcome to the Functioning Overthinkers Weekly Podcast. Here, we will discuss the healthy limits of overthinking and are reminded to not be anxious about anything, but to trust God in everything. I'm your host, Shanice Sadler. Hiya. Alrighty. So today's conversation, we are focused on choices, the choices that we make. What do you do when you're stuck between a rock and a hard place or that a choice that you have to make greatly affects someone else? These types of situations can definitely become overwhelming and overbearing because there are so many things to consider. As overthinkers, we are greatly conflicted with a hard decision. We can spend months upon months upon months weighing the pros and the cons, which can be good or bad. Essentially, though, it really comes down to whatever decision that you choose, you have to stand by that decision with your whole chest, whole chest, because you would need that validity in the end. Because if someone were to ask you, why did you do what you do? You have to stand by that, whether it was a good decision or essentially a bad one. Whether it be you buying a new house, a new car, switching jobs, divorcing your spouse of 20 years, these are very hard decisions to make. And what we tend to do when we have these hard decisions to make is to put it on someone else. We've done that before. When we know that, all right, if I mess this up, it can really cost me. What we do is we ask someone else, bring them in the loop. We tell them what we think they need to hear so that they can make a decision that essentially we really wanted to make that decision. So, but now because the onus is on them, right? When it goes bad, if it does go bad, we can subconsciously say, well, that's what Annie told me to do, or that's what Sarah told me to do. But it's really yourself that wanted to make that decision all along. So we go to them and we tell them our life situation, right? Of course, through our lens, because we only can tell a story through our lens. We can't tell it through someone else. And we ask the question, what should I do? And we hope that they would tell us what we always wanted to hear because it's something we want to hear. Um, Have you ever been in that position where... You did something wrong and you're telling your spouse or your best friend the story and you left out many essential parts of the story because you want to curate that that story of you were either the victim or the hero in that situation. And so when you're telling the story or you're telling them whatever situation that happened, you force them in a sense to really look at the situation through your lens. So that's what we do when we ask for advice sometimes. We give persons just enough detail to make the decision that we wanted to make in the first place. So they're left up with, they're left up to like just deciding or confirming what it is that you had in your head. So you're putting the blame or the onus on them by telling them everything that you want them to hear. So let's marinate on that and let's put it into perspective. That's why it's so easy for some persons to go to town for some people. They will, you know, just support through and through, be loyal blindly 
through and through. Like they're all about that person. It's because they believe everything that the person says, whether it be a best friend, it could be a son, it could be a daughter or loyalty is tunnel vision when it comes on to certain people that we will risk it all. And that's because we have created such a, an atmosphere where whenever we go to people or whenever that person comes to us, they are telling us exactly what we want to hear or what they think we want to hear. So that person now in your life becomes a crutch or a source of comfort because they have created that atmosphere of just feeding you everything that you want to hear or need to hear. What does that mean? So if you have a trusted friend and every time that friend comes to you and they create stories that make it look like they're either the victim or the hero, soon or eventually you're either going to become a fan of this person or you're going to heavily pity this person. So every time this person comes to you, you'll feel sorry for them or you'll just feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe life is just happening to you. I'm so sorry. So they're the victims in their stories all the time. And so if someone were to come and confront this person on something that they have done, you as a friend will think it's just another scenario of being um, the victim. So you're going to jump into that scenario, defending endlessly the person when it really could be that, hey, listen, your friend is just an asshole. <laughs> really, like, honestly, think about it. Your friend could be the worst person on earth, but because they have every single time when they've come to you, they're always a victim. In your mind, somewhere psychologically, you've created a story around this person that they're always the victim. So you're always going to defend them regardless of whatever it is. So what happens in those kinds of situations is essentially people are scared to give honest feedback. But honest feedback isn't the issue. It's how you give the feedback may pose the problem. So if your friend comes to you and always play the victim, and you're feeding into it every single time, and you never challenged yourself in thinking, hey, I wonder if this person is actually honest, or I wonder if I'm missing something here. You've never questioned it. That means you're not giving an honest feedback because you're just taking everything that the person has said. Challenge them sometimes. If they come to you, say, hey, did you actually do something to offend that person? Challenge them. Because when you challenge them, that's when they actually may stop the victim storytelling and start actually thinking about their actions. We tend to always hide under the cover of, oh, that's my best friend, I can't bother, or I don't want to ruffle feathers here. But honestly, the real true test of friendship is being honest. And it helps to foster growth and helps to boost that person into the right direction of becoming a better person. So we have to learn to tell the truth, even when it's hard to hear. And again, it's not telling the truth. That's the problem. It's how you tell the truth. So find ways on how to communicate the truth without being too harsh, because you can be, um, you know, very mindful when you're telling the truth. You don't have to be brash and harsh and just to the point. I remember some time ago, I found out that my friend's boyfriend was cheating on her or giving her bun in Jamaican language, <laughs> right? And I held the information in until I thought it was the right time to tell that person. 
Now, one may say, okay, um, that's weird. It's your friend. Why wouldn't you tell her the moment that you found out? And here's a couple of reasons why I did that. The first reason why I didn't tell her that I saw her boyfriend cheating right as I found out was because I wasn't in the best position to tell her. When we report news like this, we think about how we're catching the other person in their action or ratting on the other person that may hurt our loved ones. But do you stop to think about how the news will actually hurt your loved one? Because remember, they're receiving it. So even though to you, it's like, oh my gosh, finally caught the person. Finally, um, you know, can able to tell my friend that they need to leave that person alone. Da, 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 da. You're so upset that you're not thinking about what that message will do to your loved one. How will they receive it? Remember, they have to live with that. And how you present the information is important. That will live with that person forever. So I wasn't in the best position to tell my friend at the time. So I withheld the information until I think I had the right words to tell her. And the second reason why is because I knew that person was cheating, but I didn't have evidence, like solid evidence. I didn't have any photos. I didn't have any videos. I just saw it and I heard it as well. So it's not like I had anything to present. And as we all know, (laughs) any cheetah, any good cheetah will lie their way out of a scenario if there aren't any evidence presented. I don't know anyone who would be like, yeah, 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 I was cheating, unless they just really want to be honest. But as long as there are no evidence, nothing really happened. So I had no evidence. And I just didn't know how to navigate the situation. And until then, I withheld it. All in all, the timing wasn't right. I did eventually say something. And at the time when I said it, it was more intentional. And I was more mindful when I was passing on the information. So all in all, rule number one when you're advising someone is to be mindful as well as truthful. We spoke about being mindful, you know, with self, but we also have to be mindful with others. I know earlier I mentioned some of us being loyal to a cause, right? So let's go back to that point for a little bit. And I really want to stay there and I want to marinate here for a little while because I want you guys to understand how you play a part in your decision-making as well as other people's decision-making. So remember when I said, okay, when people report to you, whatever situation, whatever scenario, whatever it is that they want to report, they tell it from their point of view. They tell it from their lens. Always have to keep that in mind because there are always two sides to a story. And It's hard for someone to see and understand the other party's side in any situation because as humans, at our core, we are selfish and self-centered. That's how we were made. That's the sin of the world, right? But of course, as we grow and we learn how to be mindful and we learn how to be great human beings, we create personalities and we become selfless beings, some of us. Some of us are selfless, not all of us, but we've created that personality of being selfless. But at our core, 
we tend to be selfish human beings. So when you decide to be a listening ear, take everything that is said with a grain of salt. You can still be supportive though, and you can still advise on certain things that you're hearing, such as, okay, I hear what you're saying, but you could have done this differently. Or I hear what you're saying, but next time, keep this in mind. You can still give advice based on the one-sided story that you're hearing, but also right, know that there is clarity behind or beyond what you're hearing right now. Because again, there is some one side of the story that you're just not hearing. There is no one on God's green earth that will um, know everything from everybody's point of view. That's not a thing. It's your point of view for a reason, <laughs> right? Like I have my own point of view. You, you will have your own point of view. It, that's just how the world is, right? So when you're giving feedback, just always remember that you're hearing one side of the story. And just to kind of end that thought is having that blind loyalty is so 1991. Like it's so back then. We are growing in a space where we should learn to be honest with each other. We're learning to be more impactful in someone's life. And you cannot be impactful when you're just being a crutch or you're just telling someone what they need to hear. How else can they really grow? Because think about it in another way as well. If you have a best friend that every time they come to you, you know that they have a problem with, let's say, stealing. And whenever they tell you that they stole something, you are not pointing out the the, 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 the errors in their ways they're going to go to a shop one day and they're going to steal and they will be locked up. And at that point, when they have landed themselves in jail, right? At this point, it's a, it's a severe situation that happened or occurred from whatever they had been doing for a long time. Now, if it is that when they came to you in the earlier stages and they told you that they have an issue with stealing, right? If you as a friend had said, listen, that's wrong. Let's stop. Let's find ways to help you stop. Like, let, let's, let's tackle this from the root. That problem of that person going to jail eventually may have been avoided. You could have avoided that if you were truthful in the beginning. So you can be impactful by telling the truth. Don't think because you're telling the truth, you're going to lose a friend. And if you do lose a friend over telling the truth, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they were your friends. But again, when you're telling the truth, you have to be mindful. You cannot be brash because the same how you would receive something, think about how you should give something. You don't want someone to come at you when they're giving you advice. So don't go at anyone when you're giving advice. It's a two-way street. So as you know, I have to give you pointers, tactical, tactical, tactical advice on things that you can actually apply, things that you can actually do when you're making decisions, hard decisions at that. The first one that I want to uncover is assessing the bigger picture. Do not be impulsive or quick at decision-making, especially if it's a topic that can drastically change your life. Have you ever heard the saying, obedience is better than sacrifice? Sometimes it's best to be humble and to think about a scenario through and through 
rather than making sacrifices from a decision that you tend to make in a rush uh, manner. So let's say, you know, you're deciding whether or not you want to make an investment, a money or a financial investment. Don't think too quick to make that investment if you don't have your, your, your answers or clarity on what you need to make that investment. Because later down the line, you may be reaping, right, rewards of like um, a bad financial time because you would have gone and given your money in this big cash pot deal. And when you look, all your money is gone. Then, then you're reaping rewards. You're sacrificing at that point. You can't do certain things that you used to would have done because now you've made a bad decision and you have to live with that. So assess the bigger picture. Get all your questions answered, right? Look at each scenario and get clarity on anything that you need clarity on. Second point is, is it a head choice or a heart choice? Any sound decision that you make should have a mixture of both rationale and passion. You cannot lean more towards either or because you'll end up with either a passionless decision or a passion-filled decision, both of which can really weigh heavily on you in the long run. Again, like starting a relationship, do you actually see yourself with this person in all aspects of life or do they only make you feel flushed when you see them? Or is it both? Do you have the best of both worlds? So you have to make sure that whatever your decision you're making, it makes sense on paper, but it also makes sense in your heart. But leaning towards either one of them can, can, can result in a bad decision because you're not thinking on both sides of the coin. The third point is go with what you know. Sometimes some of the decisions that we have to make are decisions on topics or areas that we are well-versed in, like maybe a job selection. Maybe you are well-versed in, a, in, in an area of, like, let's say, social services or social studies or geography, and you want to do something along those lines, and there's a job opportunity that, that opened up, you probably should take that job, probably. Again, there are other... Um, things that surround that. But if it's something that you know, you know, well, and that you know, you'll enjoy, think long and hard about that decision. Because again, going with what you know, sometimes is a better decision because again, you're well-versed in that area and you have to learn to trust yourself and your know-it-all to make some decisions sometimes. The fourth one is think about others. How is your decision going to affect those around you? For example, if you're a husband with kids, is leaving your nine to five to join entrepreneurship going to affect your family life? Like all, we all know with entrepreneurship, there are ebbs and flows with, you know, money and the stability of money coming in every two weeks might not be a thing. Do you want to make that choice? Is that something that your family can withstand? These are things that you have to think about, the bigger picture, and also who else will it affect, right? Is it that you're going to be down and out for a couple months and then things will speed up? Is your decision make, um, is your business decision um, something that has a quick turnaround time versus a, um, a longer turnaround time? You have to be honest with yourself with that. So again, 
knowing who it is going to affect if it's someone other than yourself should be taken into consideration when making a hard decision. And the last one I really want to highlight once again is, I said it in the beginning and I'll say it the last point, is to stand by your decision. Whatever it is, if you decide you're going to be the biggest drug dealer in the world, stand by your decision. You have to stand by your decision because at the end of the day, your decision is yours. You made that choice. If you decide that you're going to be the greatest mom on earth, be the greatest mother. If you decide that you're going to be a devoted Christian, be a devoted Christian. Make your decision with your whole chest. If you decide that you want to be a side piece or be a casual piece, stand by your decision to know that in the end, you may always just be a side piece to that person because they may not ever take you seriously. You have to stand by your decision. Not because your your feelings may have changed means that your decision to that person, your initial decision to that person changed. Your decision to that person would have been, I will be your side piece. That is it. You have to stand by your consequences of the decision. And that's just what it is. Again, all in all, the message of the night, the message of the, on this episode is to stand by your decision at all costs. And that means you have to weigh the pros and the cons of your decision because you made that choice, right? So. That's how you make a decision and a hard one at that. Well, honestly, though, if I'm really being honest, (laughs) since that's one of the topics for this episode is I left out a piece that I typically follow and that is to pray on it. If you ask my friends, if they ask me advice on something, I'll always end on pray about it because honestly, I don't have all the answers and sometimes my brain all over the place, (laughs) long days at work, just so many things on our minds that honestly, praying about it for those that, you know, pray is just a better choice at that given time. However, the steps that I give in you guys outline a solid um, projection in the right direction in decision making. So if you add prayer to that, that would be awesome sauce. But if you don't, you'll still have a great means of making a good decision. So let's start by giving better advice and making sound decisions. Life is way too short, like legit, to be blindly walking into different seasons of your life. You have to start being intentional, intentional in everything that you do and everything that you say. Because again, you are also given um, advice on others to make decisions. You have to be intentional about that. And then you yourself have decisions to make. And so you have to be intentional about that as well. Thank you for tuning into this message. Do not forget to subscribe and to leave a review to let me know what resonated with you the most. Next week, we are going to dive into the conversation, imagining the best case scenarios which will be a segue from this conversation. As you can see, all our conversations are segues from the other conversation. So go back and listen to the before episode to kind of catch up on where we are and what we've spoken about thus far. 
until next time, youarebomb.com. Bye.